What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John. This is Bubba. You've all been waiting for her to come back. And this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. Well, Bubba's home for good now. Well, at least she's out of the military for good. Uh, retired. Mm. Some people just have all the luck. Yeah, now she works for me. <laughs> for free most of the time. Uh, we'll change that eventually. All right, we're going to get into some stories tonight. Bubba's going to read some. I'm going to read some. And uh, hope you enjoy. Stump Juice. In 08 or 09, or thereabout, I was a newly hired repair technician working at a retail store of a large consumer technology company. After my initial training period, I was assigned to shadow one of the veteran technicians as he took appointments throughout the day, so I could learn the ropes. The first appointment we took together was a woman in a wheelchair, so we came out from around the bar so we could talk to her better. She reported that her phone would not power on. We took the phone back to the repair room to examine it, and it was immediately apparent that the phone had sustained some serious liquid damage. Not only were both the liquid damage indicators dripped, but after we opened the phone, we could see some serious corrosion and gunk all over the inside. This was long before the days when they started designing phones to be water-resistant. So in these days, most people that came in with liquid-damaged phones were SOL. We go back to the floor to give the lady the bad news, we explained to the lady that the phone had sustained some liquid damage, that it wasn't covered under the warranty, and basically her only option was to buy a new phone at full retail price. It was pretty common for people to throw a hissy fit in that situation, but this lady took it well. She just nodded slowly and explained that she thought she knew how the phone got liquid damaged. She explained that she had recently had a leg amputation as a result of her diabetes, and the wound had not yet healed. She fell asleep in front of the TV one night, dropped her phone onto the carpet, and the fluid from the saturated bandage from her leg stump had dripped onto it. Oh God. We nodded politely, apologized for her bad luck, bid her a pleasant day, and then the two of us ran to the bathroom to scour the skin of our hands off, not caring who saw the two of us go into the bathroom together. My new nickname, among the other technicians, was Stump Juice. <laughs> oh my God. This was the very first appointment I ever took at that job. Yeah, I I thought I knew where this was going. I had no idea where this was going. I was kind of hoping I was wrong, but uh, yeah. That's um. Stump juice. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could ever recover from that. That's that's pretty bad. I don't want anyone's fluids. I don't want to touch anyone's fluids. I don't. I don't care if they, you know, if their baby licked the phone or if their, you know, amputated leg leaked onto it. I, I don't care. No. A little bit of warning would have been nice. A little bit. Hey, this got this got funky and it doesn't work right so you anymore. Put some gloves on it. Yeah, before you know that would be standard protocol for me. I've seen the inside of my computer case, and I'm pretty sure that even if I was working on my own stuff in in an outside shop, I'd still put gloves on just in case. You know, I know where a lot of dust comes from, so uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't fun while it lasted. A little backstory. I worked for a help desk company for three to four years as level one to two tech. We supported everything from medical practices to non-for-profit. One client in particular had a general manager, we'll call him Joe, who knew enough to help troubleshoot most basic issues, and everyone that worked in the same office was instructed to talk to Joe before contacting support. He would never do something he didn't understand. He was reasonable with expectations and wasn't afraid to ask for help. Everyone loved him. Due to his duties becoming more than he could handle, he decided to nominate someone inside their organization for the go-to IT guy. We'll call him Tom. At the start, he was alright, asking questions, learning about how things worked, and so on. Tom had requested an administrative account, 
both domain and Office 365. I had followed the process to getting one, including the legal form stating any work done as a result of misuse of the accounts will be charged out of contract, and that insert company name here is not responsible for any damages or lost data due to misuse of this account. This was all signed. Gave me accounts and then things changed. Tom was more demanding from us. Submitting tickets, then calling 10 minutes later asking if they had been completed. They hadn't been assigned yet, as there's a 5 minute time lag between us getting the email ticket and getting created, and then it getting assigned to Tex. Tom had done this so much he managed to piss off everyone working for my company, and I have anxiety spikes when he calls. Then one day I come into the office, sit down, log in, and start working. 10 minutes into my shift, the phone rings. Me, thanks for calling insert company name here. You're speaking with OP, how may I help you? I should also mention I already knew who it was before I picked up the phone, as I had his number saved in my contacts as Asshat. <laughs> Tom. Hi OP, I just sent an email about five minutes ago requesting some data to be exported from our Office 365 and wanted to know if it's ready? The ticket number is... Me. Okay, let me have a look. I checked the ticket system. Uh, I have the ticket here and it looks like it's just been assigned as there's a five minute time lag. This ticket will have to be escalated as it's a request I'm not able to complete. The data had to be pulled using PowerShell and I wasn't familiar with PowerShell. And that data can take some time to collect as you're asking for a lot of information. I'll escalate this now and have a tech let you know once it's done via email with the data attached. Tom. Okay. Thank you. And we end the call. 30 minutes later the phone rings again with Asshat showing on caller ID. Me. Thanks for calling insert company name here. You're speaking with OP. How may I help you? Tom. Hi OP. Just wanted to check if anyone's working on the ticket. Me. I checked the server we all do our PowerShell work on. Yep, looks like someone had started the process and it's currently running. Tom. Do you know how long it'll be? Me. The type of data you're pulling is quite a substantial amount of data. This can take some time in itself. You also need to factor in Microsoft servers and the internet on both ends. I'm unable to give you an ETA before the reasons listed before. A tech will contact you once this is completed. Tom then repeats again. Do you know how long it'll be? My anxiety is starting to spike as he'll always push for answers even if you don't have them. I then repeat myself. Tom, can you find out for me? Me. Let me talk to the tech that it's assigned to and see if he has an ETA for you. I place the call on hold for a minute and then I take it off hold. I spoke to the tech and he doesn't have an ETA for you but once it's ready we'll send information to you right away. Tom. Okay, thank you. And the call ends. At this point in time my anxiety is quite high and I know he's going to call back soon. 30 minutes later, he calls back again, and my anxiety is through the roof. Me. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Tom, how did you know it's me? <laughs> me, I have your number saved in my contacts, but since you've called a few times, I didn't think you would want to hear the greeting again. Let me check if it's done. I log into the server. Nope, still not done. Sorry. We'll get it to you once it's done. The tech it's assigned to told me to pass the call to him, as he was tired of him calling. I passed the call to the tech and Tom basically got told that he isn't our only client and every time he calls he delays the calls behind him and that he will send it once it's ready. That's all I hear from him till later. Fast forward till about 15 minutes before closing. The phone rings and it shows as Joe. I pick up the phone. Thanks for calling insert company name here. You're speaking with OP. How may I help you? Joe. Hey OP, I need you to have a look at a shared mailbox for me as no one can access it. This mailbox is the most important mailbox in the organization. I take a look and I'm unable to find it. That's strange. I look in deleted mailboxes. Nothing. Nothing called that mailbox. Sorry, Joe. Not able to find it, but leave it with me and I'll take a look and call you back. Joe. Thanks, OP. The call ends. I keep looking for this mailbox and I'm unable to find it. 
and at this point it's past closing, so after hours rates. Some work is covered in their contracts, so this is fine. I found an email addressing the deleted items with random numbers. Upon restoring it and giving the admin account access, we found that someone had deleted the mailbox. The logs showed that Tom's admin account had done this. Remember the legal form he signed to get those admin accounts? I called Joe with the biggest grin on my face knowing that I'll have to let him know what happened, and that the 45 to 60 minutes we worked on this will be out of contract, and 45 minutes was after hours work, so extra. The next morning I come into the office with a nice email from Joe thanking us for our hard work and to let us know that Tom will no longer have any IT authority, this just means he can't request changes, and to lock out the admin accounts as he won't be needing them, and that moving forward he was taking over the role again. A few weeks later we got the request to lock out his work account. I've never been so happy to disable an account. I think we've all worked with somebody like that who's really hyper and wants everything done now and they just want total control. They want to, they want to know that they're the boss. They want you to know that they're the boss. They want you to affirm to them that they are the boss. Uh, and they're very needy. You think and they're the most important exactly. person. Exactly. And usually dumb as a stump. So, hence why he started deleting stuff he had no business being in. Oh well. Can't fix stupid. But I don't need those. I don't know what they say. This actually happened twice, with the same guy doing it both times. This is in the early 90s when I was working for my dad's company, doing system support and helping to do product development. The customer was my dad. We worked together in the same office, and that was fun. <laughs> I know a little something about working with my dad. Had to talk with him, that the family ended at the door, and that this was business. He had my brothers and sisters working with slash for him, but I think I was the first to get him to agree to that differential. He had a computer running, MS-DOS 6.22, and... Is that Windows? Windows 3.11. Windows 3.11. He used WordPerfect 5.1 for his documents. One day he says, Hey OP, my computer won't start. So I go over, and it's telling me the system is not found. What? I reboot it, and make sure that the drive is configured properly in BIOS. BIOS. No errors on post. But it just won't boot into DOS. I grab a boot floppy. Floppy? Holy shit. <laughs> I grab a boot floppy and boot to that. Then I go look at the C drive. You had to give me one with all these things I don't know what they are. Auto exec bat is missing. As is... Config sys. What? Try running WinExe and it won't boot. Well, my boot floppy may not have a sufficient path set up to run Windows. So I manually change directories and there is no files there. I mention a lot of files are missing. Dad says, oh, I deleted a bunch of junk yesterday. You deleted junk? Yeah, I was looking for whatever it was and found I had a bunch of junk files I couldn't read or WordPerfect wouldn't open, so I just deleted them. Dad, you couldn't read them, but the computer could. Those are what tell the computer what to do and how to work. Oh. Wound up copying his files to Floppy, blanking the drive, and starting over. Then a few months later, he called me over and had the same problem. After confirming my suspicions, I said, Dad, do you remember our talk a while back? He finally got it, and I don't think I had to do it again. After that, but I was always fixing something for him. In the middle of the story, Bubba complained that I had to give her the one with all the, the weird terms that she's never heard of before. Um, 
story her- about 90s floppy disk. What the hell? 90s? Man? I'll bet it's older than that. Um, he said, I didn't, didn't he say 90s? He probably did, but yeah, I, uh, I kind of thought it was funny for her to read this story because while I've not worked with all the in-depth stuff that this guy's talking about in this story, um, I've at least heard of the stuff before. Bubba has no experience with 90% of no what idea. was told in this story. So, uh, word perfect. Yeah. None of that. Windows 3.1 mm-hmm. DOS. Nah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just thought it would be very interesting for her to read this one. I do relate working with my dad, though. She does. May she not be may that. not be computer things, but there are some things. Well, we've had a couple chats already. Mm. <laughs> I'll fix it, I swear. Mm-hmm. The teacher keeps sending it back. This happened about 20 years ago. My aunt called me to come over and help because she had helped my cousin type up, read as done the typing for him, a paper for school that needed to be APA formatted. And the teacher had sent the paper back twice because the margins were all crooked and looked like nothing it was supposed to. So I go over there and she fires up the document in Word. I've never in my life seen so many squiggly multicolored underlines. Word didn't like one single thing about the spacing and formatting of anything. So it was having an absolute shit fit flagging everything as wrong. I know because I was still in school myself that APA formatting dictates that, among other things, the margins needs to be one inch all the way around. I click on Word's handy right plus left justify icon, then try dragging the margin markers around. Word is dutifully moving things around, but no matter what I tried, the margins are still all jagged and uneven. Suddenly it hits me. Did you hit the enter key near the end of every line? Her, <laughs> <laughs> yes, isn't that how it works? Like a typewriter. <laughs> yeah. She's not an idiot. To be fair to her, she had learned to type two to three decades ago on a typewriter. Oh, it never once occurred to her that spacing and margins could be adjusted on the fly or after the fact. Yeah, I I took a typing class. Well, I slept through most of a typing class, and I never could get the hang of, first of all, I couldn't progress because I couldn't type without looking at the keys. I still can't. I mean, I know where certain things you can or can't. I cannot. Yeah, I know where certain things are, but even with that, I'm still fairly proficient for a two-fingered, you know, I do primate. more than two fingers, but I still look at the uh, Yeah, I pretty much use... These three on each hand, these three digits on each hand, and then the occasional pinky something. But that's that's my typing. That's not. There's no official word for that. Is it the rain? Yeah, it's raining. It's starting to rain hard. But anyway, yeah, I think it's funny. You know, I picture an old mechanical typewriter with the carriage return, and yeah. No. As soon as she said enter at the other key, I just imagined the. <laughs> Kaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tech support in the deserts of Jordan. This post reminded me of some tech support that I did while I was overseas. I wasn't there to do tech support, but being the biggest nerd in the unit, I ended up fixing everyone's laptops, including those that had been issued. To really get into this story, I have to introduce you to... Namrak. Namrak was an architecture student, but his knowledge was annoyingly all-encompassing. He would share all of his knowledge with you at length, and would argue with you about everything for just as long. Once I even told him that he would argue with a signpost, and he instantly responded with... I would not. <laughs> anyway, on to the story. Namrak's laptop had started malfunctioning to the point where it wouldn't even post. The BIOS would flash briefly, and it would power down. He was lamenting nonstop the fact that he'd have to wait weeks for a new laptop to make it from the U.S., and he'd been using everyone else's laptops to check his emails. I walked over to his laptop, popped the battery, and power supply, held down the power button for 10 seconds, and then restored power to the laptop and booted it up. Namrak. 
What are you doing on my computer? It's already broken. Why are you... Blink, blink. Oh my gosh, thank you! There are some people in this world that will argue with you no matter what. You tell them the sky is blue, they say no it's not. You tell them it's 10 o'clock, they say no it's not. It's 10.01. Well, <laughs> even if they're technically correct, it's annoying. And it doesn't really get you many friends or favors. They always think they're right. Sometimes even if they're proven wrong, they still think they're right. The first face that came to my mind when this guy was being described was uh, Cliff Clavin. <laughs> who always argued with everybody and had a lot of useless knowledge that he would spout out. And I tend to do that too. I tend to spout out things. That's why we're, we're thinking, I'm thinking, I think Bubba approves. I think we're going to start another channel with just little tidbits of useless information. Just, you know, did you know kind of stuff. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. We'll see how it goes. He has a lot of knowledge. Every time we play any kind of trivia game, it's like, Alex has 20 points, Megan has 25, Dad has 370. So <laughs> There's a lot of stuff rattling around mm -hmm. up here. Uh, that's why I stutter a lot, because it's hard to keep it all straight. But anyway, you've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.